Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits U.S. and U.K. comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Now, listen, I know a lot of our U.K. listeners are crying into their cheeky vimtos over the election results. But I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. Have you ever considered how much great music came out of the last major conservative period in British history? Margaret Thatcher may not be your favorite person in the whole wide world, but would we have had the Smiths without her? Billy Bragg? Spandau Ballet? No, we would not. What did Tony Blair leave us musically? The Teletubbies? The Cheeky Girls? Gary Barlow's solo material? All right, Open Road is kind of a banger, but still. Now, the same is true in the United States. Reagan filled our streets with the homeless, but he also inspired R.E.M. and The Replacements. Bill Clinton, on the other hand, gave us eight years of peace and prosperity and seven Mary Three. So take heart, UK. Unions will be busted. Immigrants will be antagonized. But right now, there's a 15-year-old programming a protest song into GarageBand, one that will set the world on fire and frighten the old people, which technically means you, but don't worry about it. Just trust the process. And U.S., Believe me when I tell you, if I hear the words Uptown Funk You Up, I'm All About That Bass, or featuring Afrojack one more time, I am devoting my life to campaigning for Mike Huckabee. That's a promise. And this is International Waters. Playing for the country that spent the last two weeks drunkenly yelling about some girl named Tori? I don't get it. It's the host of the amazing Answer Me This podcast and International Waters most returning as guest of all time, Helen Zaltzman. Hi, Helen. That is the proudest achievement of my life, being the most returningest guest here. It should How be. How can I top that? You can't. You can't, so don't even try. There better not doing? be someone else most returningest. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll have to fight them to the death. Yeah, and you can do it. Uh, Helen, how you feeling? You feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good physically, spiritually, a little bit tarnished by the recent political events in my nation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're going to ride it out. Uh, true what patriot. choice do I have? Living in the sea? Mm. Yeah, and you're going to fight fiercely for the UK today, right? Um, yes, very fiercely. Good. We've got a good. jar full of pencils, which are all very sharp, so we are ready to right. stab. If you've got to draw blood... That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Also playing for Team UK. He's a comedian. He's a producer who's written for Nevermind the Buzzcocks, Newsjack, and Rich Fulcher's Tiny Acts of Rebellion. It's Arnab Chanda. Hello, Arnab. Hey, man. How are you? Okay, thanks for having me. Now, we have to address it. You don't sound very British. No, I, I can we just like let it drip throughout the show, almost like a, um, like a suspense, like where is he from sort of thing? I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> a little element of, of surprise and mystery. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I I personally would like to know so I can tell if I need to hate you or not. Mm. I want you to hate me based on my character, not my accent. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. That is Team UK. We're going to get to know our teams a little bit better throughout the show. But for now, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this moment in time. Dave, we would like to choose the word despair. Okay. All right. I like the word despair shouted triumphantly. Despair. Like that. There we go. There we go. I like it. All right. Plan for the nation that is most likely to be listening to this while eating a cartoonishly large sandwich from Showtime's The Green Room, Sky Atlantic's Set List, and NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It's Paul Provenza. Thank you so Paul, much. Paul, what an honor to have you here. It is an honor to be here. I've listened this to and watched tiny you for ages. little 
ISIS cell. It is truly like a torture chamber. It is. There's a little bit of waterboarding going on. And here. we have only started recording. I will. Uh, I will tell you that there is no ventilation in here whatsoever. <laughs> awesome. It is about to get unbelievably hot. Your your back will be a river of sweat. <laughs> it's kind of like a safe room. Yep. 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 Uh, also playing for Team U.S., the comedian behind Funnier Dies Junior Development Exec's web series. She's featured on Broad City Live. She's a regular at the UCB Theater right here in Los Angeles. She is writer and comedian Bridget Ryan. Hello, Bridget. Good USA morning to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's morning in America. Yeah, it, it is. actually is. Good morning, America. Yay. <laughs> You've been here before. I've been here in this small room before. Yeah, and you love it. You you came back. Oh, yeah. Dressed more appropriately. Dressed a little, dressed in a, in a kicky little sundress. <laughs> I like it. Team US, what's your buzzing word? Well, we haven't even discussed this. What no. do you got? No. Um, well, I was thinking ultra-fast, blazing hot internet speeds. <laughs> <laughs> but do you I have like something? It. That's a bit much. <laughs> that it's is. A that's a lot. That's a mouthful. Yeah, a why don't you go? Uh, I was thinking just uh, uh, police brutality. I was just going to go simple. <laughs> oh, boy. Hashtag I don't think brutality. I do like police brutality shouted triumphantly. <laughs> I mean, let's hear it. Let's try it. I love the irony let's of it. Let's try it. <laughs> okay. Give it a whirl. Well, let's go with Black Lives Matter. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Paul. Black Lives Matter. Black I think Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter versus despair. Ugh. Oh, this is going to be weird. Let's play <laughs> International Waters. Now, we're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up. We like to call What's the Story? You'll be awarded two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, imagine the sort of person who would check and then recheck the age of consent to see if it's okay to find Brooklyn Beckham attractive. By the way, it is legal to find him attractive in the UK and in some states in the United States of America. Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one. Cultures need to stick its dick and or vagina into everything news. Because advertising will not rest until all of our childhoods have become needlessly eroticized. Which all-American fast food spokes creature has just had a super sexy makeover? Black Lives Matter. Oh, U.S. That's that's weird. I love saying that. They do, goddammit. I mean, it. they do. Uh, you got the answer? The Hambler. The Hamblurgler. The Hamblurgler. The Hambler? The Hamblurgler. The Hamblogger. The Hamblurgler. I think it was great of McDonald's to update their characters to be more rapey. Yeah. 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 I think that's a nice touch. Kind of sexy. The answer is the Hamburglar. Uh, the new releases released by McDonald's show that the instantly gettable 1980s image of the Hamburglar, a cartoon infant who disguises himself to steal clown beef, has been reimagined. He is now a suburban dad slash secret comic book villain with sexy stubble. Red high top trainers, we call them sneakers here in the United <laughs> States, and a Zorro mask. Oh. Mm. Imagine a five day long marketing meeting and someone writes on the whiteboard, 50 Shades of Grease, and that is that. <laughs> you know, somebody tweeted me what I think is just brilliant about the hamburgers. The most tragic thing is this guy doesn't even have 99 cents for That's a hamburger. True. Maybe well, he, you know what? Really he gets desperate. a thrill out of stealing. Yeah. Oh, oh, it is a Fifty Shades thing. And it's the thing is, kink. He, he is there to promote the sirloin third pound burger. So that could be. Seventeen, eighteen dollars. We don't know. That Certainly. really does sound nasty. It does sound. Yeah, and he's uh, he's tagged by the way with the hashtag Robble Robble, which I guess is what he used to say when he was a sort of pre-verbal like creature. Stubble, stubble. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> he's sort of a handsome guy though. I don't know. That uh, kind of works with an animated character. With this guy, that just it's a little it's unfortunate. Weird. It sounds like mental illness. It does. It does. What kind of sentence is there nowadays for hamburgling? <laughs> in the U.S.? Yeah. 30 years. Uh -huh. If you're black. If you're black, yeah. Police brutality. Yeah. Uh -huh. By the way, can we just uh, pause for a moment and talk about dad bod? Yes. Like, that's apparently, a, is that a thing? Or are we just pretending it's a thing? 
Um, I follow an Instagram called Dilfs of Disneyland. So do I. You do? Fuck yeah, it's, I do. It's like the most erotic thing I've ever seen. It's the hottest thing ever. But yeah. those guys don't have dad bod. They're just g- hot guys pushing kids around. That's true. They don't have dad bod. I want to know no, who decides what a dad bod is. I want to know I want to know the, the, the certifying authority. Is it the Disney people? It's part of the UN. <laughs> I'm glad they're doing something worthwhile. <laughs> I've had dad bod since I was 19. It has literally never once worked for me. You don't have dad bod, do you? I do. I do. Believe me. Beg to differ. I will, tur- I will do this show with my shirt on. Trust me. <laughs> I have right. weird uncle bod. <laughs> <laughs> and a ponytail. That's a winning combination. I, I, at any moment, I could go into porn. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Multiple choice, 90s nostalgia news for question number two. The past few weeks have given us a flood of 90s TV relaunch news. Which of the following shows is not being relaunched with its original cast? A, Coach, B, The X-Files, or C, Full House? Uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, U.S. You got this one? No. Oh, this is Coach. Oh. It's Coach. Incorrect. Oh. Despair. Team UK to steal. D- despair. Yes, Despair. Full House. Yeah. That is not true. No. This is a trick question. They are all being relaunched with uh, their original casts. Uh, yeah. The show you, sucks. Yeah. Fuck you, you and your trick questions. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> man. Haven't we been through enough? the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is injustice. I, I got a good mind to riot. Arnab looks legitimately angry. We have video now. I can actually see the scowls on the Team UK's faces now. <laughs> I'm not mad. sure I like it. We might want to turn it off. Uh, and it's not just 90s TV, by the way, that is being rebooted. Mm-hmm. Jenko Jeans, Tap Out Wear, Surge Cola. Of all announced comebacks? It's disgusting. What's next? The Conservative Party returning to power? No, (laughs) that's crazy. (laughs) Too soon. Too late. Dial-up internet. Right? Bringing back dial-up internet. (laughs) Not here. Not with our blazing fast, super hot internet speeds. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, here comes an ambulance. You know, we tried to open the door to get a little bit of a breeze in here, and we can't do it because there's an ambulance going to MacArthur Park to pick up somebody who's dealing meth. (laughs) All right, for a bonus point, what 90s pop culture ephemera would you most like to see return? Despair. UK. Uh, I would go for the TV show Street Mate. Have you seen it? Uh, no. It Street was, Mate? Street Mate. Or Street uh, It was where the TV presenter, Davina McCall, uh, used to run through the streets of a town finding somebody a date. So it was like a, a in real time, in person Tinder. So she would yeah. grab someone in a shopping centre and then run about. And th- she was like, Do you like the look of her? No, what about the person in the shop? Aww. And then they'd have to check that person was of legal age. Oh, here we call that show sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring back sexual harassment on the streets. Bring back in broad sexual daylight. harassment, sure. That Sexu- gets a point. Sexual harassment in the workplace should be brought back, I think. <laughs> Just to liven I things would, up. I would watch that show. Any others? I would love if people started wearing like CK1 and Cool Water and Sunflowers <laughs> Perfume by uh-huh. Elizabeth Arden again. Oh, those were awesome they scents, were, weren't they? And it would just bring us back to, you know, yeah. senses tied to memory. yeah. I've to a time it... when Abercrombie and Fitch was just becoming sexualized. Oh, yeah. Right? No one had taken their shirt off in a store yet. <laughs> yeah. I used to wear Woods. Oh, uh, Woods! I'm thinking yeah. about that. I'm thinking about that uh, dial-up internet. I think we should bring that back. I, really I think do. we should, too. Because, you know, it gave it made porn so much more suspenseful. Yes. You know, you yes. never quite knew what was going where until, Do you remember you know... when you would check your email once a day? Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Uh, remember chat rooms with 40-year-old men when you were 12? <laughs> Here's what I'd like to bring no. back from the 90s as well. My career. <laughs> Point. Point to you. All right, let's move on. Final question. British men going on holiday together are the worst news. Uh, the Metro newspaper revealed an Englishman called Tom Washington was banned from a Jet 2 flight to Mallorca after exposing his tattoo of what? Uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh. Wow. 
Pinocchio. 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 Where? The old, the old tell a lie, tell a lie joke. Where? Right on, right over his crotch. Right what? over his crotch. That is correct. A tattoo of Pinocchio on his crotch that made his penis look like Pinocchio's nose and still does. Because what a strong a choice. And he'll always have it. You know uh, what? I was guessing. Really? No. I'm wow. <laughs> you thought the same one. <laughs> you know what's weird? Uh, Paul Provenza just lied, and he's got kind of a half a boner now. It's the weirdest thing. That is a nice tattoo. It's weird. Uh, all right, this story is such a testosterone mind scramble. I'm just going to read the entire thing without comment, and we're going to set it to a bed of patriotic British music. <laughs> Brits, try not to cry with pride. Here we go. Hmm. Tom Washington, 22 of Grimsby, boarded the Jet 2 flight dressed up as a female cabin crew member for the lads' holiday to Mallorca. He explained there were 23 of us all together and we all met at East Midlands Airport. We were all excited and sober at this point, and we got onto the plane with barrels of laughter from pretty much everyone, the airport staff and members of the public. I got up, but because my jacket was too tight, it exposed my chest, which I had covered with a bra. I proceeded to help the cabin staff with the safety talk using a sex toy. There were some old men on the plane, and they were a laugh. The lads mentioned that I had a tattoo of Pinocchio, which I showed them, and that was the point where the manager took my passport. Steve Heapy, CEO of Jet2 Holidays, said we carry millions of families every year, so this disgusting behavior will not be tolerated. But the kids love yes, Pinocchio. But the kids love Pinocchio. Adults love dicks. Everybody wins. <laughs> and then and you get to actually watch him become a real boy. <laughs> uh, was Pinocchio cut or uncut? Uh, I would imagine uncut, right? I have a friend who had a sexual awakening to uh, Stromboli. From Pinocchio, do you remember him? Uh, yeah, his captor. His yeah, like yeah, yeah. Huge bear captor. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. What well, is daddy this? A male or a female? Daddy uh, issues, it's a male. You think? It's a male. It's a gay male. <laughs> it's a gay male. Does this gay male go to the Eagle on Sundays for the beer blast? I will have to ask. I bet he does. The does Stromboli eagle? count that's, as dad bod? Like, that's the, yeah. That's Stromboli. No, Stromboli is not dad bod. Right? He's just broad and, and hairy. And, yeah, he's like yeah. a classic bear. Yeah, he's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on for a bonus point. Let's play homage to Bantzmeister. Tom. So is that Bantz Team UK? Would you call that Bantz? What he just did there? Bantz. Um, Bants. I don't know, because usually with bants, it's verbal rather than um, genital. Right, right. So not quite. It's what is bants, bants adjacent? Yeah. What is bants? What is it's bants? pants bants. Okay, what is oh, bants? What is regular bants? <laughs> ba- it's badinage bants, regular bants. Oh, Bad- oh is that like, uh, uh, oh, it's kind of like ledge. You guys say ledge. Ledge, yeah. Right? Ledge, you're getting into an entirely different genre of words. Well, yeah, but, it's, but, it's, but it's similar. Similar. is Tom ledge? He was being a ledge with his bants. Is he an official ledge? I think that probably depends on whether you're cabin crew or not, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. All right, for a bonus or point. For a bonus point. Uh, let's pay homage and trash Disney in pun form. For instance, Lady and the Tramp Stamp, Fucktails, or, in honor of Paul Provenza, we're called the Aristocats. The whole family of them. <laughs> do we have to, do we have to ch- yeah. chime in on it? Black, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, U.S. Uh, I'm not sure whether to go with Finding Homo. Okay. Or fingering Nemo. Uh, I'll give you a half point for each of them. All right, good. Okay, because U.S. Oh, U.S. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they do. Because <laughs> Studio Ghibli is Disney. Uh, that's like uh, Miyazaki. You know the Jap. It's anyway the Japanese Disney. Uh, you just said so many words. That yeah. I okay. Heard cool. Or understand. Well, okay. Someone listening out there will understand. Okay. Good. Um, Punyo. Sure. Or, or this writes itself, Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Three quarters of a point for each of those, so okay, a point and a half. Thanks. UK? What we you don't got? have Disney in the UK. 
Oh. <gasps> Never heard of it. What a shame. Uh, well, we are slipping. The Disney people will be dominating your universe very shortly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're coming. They're coming this summer. Inside Out, Amy Poehler, it's going to be a gas. Oh, yeah. Or is that Pixar? That's Pixar. Poker and the still? Hauntus. How about that one? Poker Okay, Hauntus. yeah, sure. Sure, point for that. All right, at the end of that round, the scores are as follows. USA has 8.5. The UK has one. Ouch. Christ Ew. almighty. Whoa. Now we're well, going to get to know the teams Whoa. in between rounds. UK, I feel like I should start Whoa, with you. Whoa, that's Helen two Zaltzman. counts you guys feel bad about now. <laughs> right? Two yeah. Totals. Two tallies you don't feel good about. Ellen <laughs> <laughs> Zaltzman, since you were last on the show, you started a new podcast, The yeah. Illusionist. Yes, I did. Tell us literally everything about The Illusionist. Uh, it's a podcast I make in my living room about words and language and stuff. Is that everything? Uh-huh. Probably. No, it's not. I want to hear more. Well, why don't you listen to the podcast then? At the <laughs> okay, listen to The Illusionist. Now, Arnab, you are a stand-up. You're a producer. You recently did some stuff on Noel Fielding's TV show, Luxury Comedy. Tell us everything. Well, I, I was a stand-up. I quit because it, it did me serious mental damage. And then That's I, what usually makes people start doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clearly, you have a problem with timing. What? No, I'm kidding. Clearly, um, you have a problem with timing. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, then I uh, uh, met Colin, uh, one of the producers of the show uh, at Radio Comedy. I'm a producer there, so I produce comedy shows now, which is much nicer for me. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Anything you want to tell us about? Next week, I have a show with a guy called John Kearns, who won the Edinburgh Award last year. So his series is coming out on Wednesday, May 20th at 11 p.m. Excellent. Thank you for being here. We will meet the Americans after the next round. But first, this. Hey, everybody. It's Barbara from the Lady to Lady podcast. And Brandy, also from the Lady to Lady podcast. What? Uh, We are going on a tour in the Pacific Northwest starting May 11th, and we're coming to a bunch of cities. Where are we going? We're going to Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, Salem, Oregon, Eureka, California, Oakland, California, Ventura, California, and stopping at the tour in Los Angeles at the UCB Sunset on May 23rd. Ooh, and I think, I just think you can get your tickets and info at ladytoladycomedy.com. You are correct, Barb. Wow, let's go get our tickets now and we'll see you out there. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the USA are Paul Provenza and Bridget Ryan. Over in London, playing for the UK, Helen Zaltzman, Arnab Chanda. Right now, it is time for a round we are calling Nevermind the Buffers. International Waters is 50 episodes young. Can you believe it? This is our 50th episode. Wow. Very exciting. But there is another internet-y anniversary to celebrate. YouTube is 10 years old, which it seems crazy. It's just I can't That's even remember. That's a lot of people getting hit in the nuts it's with something. a lot of people getting hit in the nuts. And the it's, world uh, is richer for it. Yeah, the world <laughs> is much, much richer for it. Uh, can you imagine life before you could watch Taiwanese women unbox Kinder Egg toys? <laughs> Kinder Egg. What kind of life was that? It's disgusting. It was barely in existence. So I'm going to ask each team questions in turn, so there is no need to buzz in. Team U.S., the first question is for you. Here's a recent clip of two charmingly monosyllabic Brits being interviewed about their YouTube fame. Let's hear it. 57 seconds has earned you two of you 500,000 pounds, which probably doesn't mean a lot right now, but trust me, when you turn 18, that's going to be a fantastic amount of money. Just make sure you get it off your old man. Do people talk to you about it even now? No, not really. And presumably, because you're you're so much older, aren't you? They don't even recognise you. No. Do you tell people to watch it on YouTube? Do you say, I'm I'm on YouTube, do you want to see the clip? No. No? No. Okay. What YouTube clip from 2007 made those two lads famous? 
Oh, I don't know. Is this is that is this the uh, the what's his name coming home from the dentist? No, oh. no, no, it's not. It's a good guess though, wasn't it? Yeah, no, no, okay. that kid's American. Can we can oh, yeah. we oh, come right. in? We... No, you can't. Oh. I, I might come to oh. you later. What? Uh, like Danny bit my finger? You're close. I'm going to give it to you. It's okay. Charlie <laughs> bit my finger. Oh. It's, it's YouTube's 11th biggest hit with over 800 million oh. views. Harry and Charlie Davis Carr from Buckinghamshire, that's the most British thing I've ever said, <laughs> have made a half a million pounds sterling. No, that actually was. Uh, from the video of baby Charlie biting his brother, which their dad only posted to YouTube because it was too big to email their godfather in America. Wait, they made a hundred million pounds? Uh, they made a half a million pounds. Oh, half a million. Half a million. Sorry. Yeah, they made half a million pounds. Okay, few. How? <laughs> but they did. Uh, they, uh, they, that been, I could see. They've been, po- they've been all over the British newspapers all month posing for where they now picks with Charlie oh. biting Harry's finger, oh. even though they're kind of too old to do that without it looking sort of creepy and child porny. That uh, will get them $200 million. <laughs> for sure. Have you, uh, is, has Charlie bit my finger mania overtaken the UK? Uh, yeah, they uh, they almost beat the Conservatives in the election. They weren't really? even standing. Oh. God, every vote counts, guys. Every vote counts. The next election will be determined by views. No question. No question. You know what? Honestly, at some point, you will have a prime minister and we will have a president who have like regularly said cool beans. Oh, that's God. what fucking freaks me out. Like we're going to, that's going to happen very, That's very the soon. least of my worries. Yeah, well, it's the number one of my worries. Uh, <laughs> question number two is for Team UK. We're going to play you a tune. Tell us who is playing it. Keyboard Cat. That is Keyboard Cat! What a talent. Also known as Fatso the Cat. Uh, Keyboard Cat hit the YouTubes eight years ago. Like the Sandman at the Apollo, a video of Keyboard Cat signals that your time is up in whatever stupid internet flame war you've gotten yourself into. Uh, guess, I, has anybody uh, like ever earned a Keyboard Cat? Can I I have not, but can I just no? say that Keyboard Cat was the halftime entertainment at this year's Puppy Bowl? Stop it. Yes. Keyboard Cat and Kitty Perry. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Is Kitty Perry Katy Perry's actual cat? Uh, her I doubt actual it. cat is Kitty Purry. Okay, That's what was true. I saying? You're Kitty Perry. Oh, okay. Kitty, you were Kitty close. Perry. Yeah, you were close. a cat in a wig, which you know is nothing funnier. Ugh. Is keyboard cat still popular from the first time, or is keyboard cat now ironically popular? I think it's retro now. Yeah. I think it's always been it's ironically like popular. Jeans. <laughs> Although some people are just getting it. What, what's an internet flame war? Oh, I'll, I'll email you later. It's if you have read something on like Jezebel or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, that's, that's, that's actually, you know what? That's actually kind of ableist. I'm going to say something about it. Then somebody else says, uh, no, you are being classist. And then it goes on. And, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Flame war is just a fancy word for stupid argument. Yeah, yeah. dumb argument that okay. you can only have on the internet and that could really wait. All right, question number three is for the U.S. Zoella is a millionaire, 25-year-old British YouTube star. She's been vlogging since the age of 11. She has her own cosmetics range and book deal. And a product placement in a tutorial video of hers is worth 20,000 pounds. But which of her videos has gotten the most hits? Is it Zoella Meets One Direction? Is it My Everyday Makeup Routine? Is it dealing with panic attacks and anxiety, or is it how to do a messy bun? What do you think? Do you know? You're guessing? This is like I am? I I'm am. Pretty sure. I think it's the panic attacks one. Okay. It, 
Do I, I have to weigh in? Uh, I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say makeup because it's probably tied into ASMR. Hmm. Okay. All right. Is that the superbug? Uh, so which one, oh, you settled, which one are you going to settle yeah. on? you got to work as a team here. Which, which one are you going to settle on? I, I'm stabbing in the dark. I just think a lot of kids have anxiety these days, and why not see somebody who's okay. being stupid on, on, on the internet? I have anxiety. anxiety. I'll trust you, Paul. <laughs> so Paul has graciously decided to go with his own answer. Let's see if he's right. <laughs> the answer is my everyday makeup routine. Oh, you were my right. My everyday makeup routine with nearly 7.5 million views. Panic attack and anxiety uh, it has 3 million. A flame war is about to begin. <laughs> flame war is about to begin. Seriously, flame we got to bump up the numbers begin. on the panic attack. But wait a second. What did 1D do? That's what I want to know. I don't even think that exists. Because you would actually. think. You would, I don't know that that uh, one actually exists. But imagine if it did. Break the imagine internet. if it did. Here's the deal. We're going to be a little bit servicey right now, and we're going to play just a little bit of uh, of a clip. Military as well as panic attacks and anxiety, because you know, obviously, comedy people, comedy fans, have a tendency to be anxiety prone. So here's a quick, helpful clip from that video. <laughs> you guys, you guys, I rickrolled you. you Rickrolled me. Oh. I rickrolled you, you guys. What is this? 2008. I rickrolled oh. you. Is, it's that, retro is this now. US comedy? What's going on? Yes. Is Keyboard Cat the new Rickroll? Uh, no, Rickrolling is the new Keyboard Cat. Oh, okay. I think. Do you I guys so hard to keep straight. in the UK know. not know what Rickrolling is? Is it like is not... uh, pre-internet oh. when you opened an encyclopedia and someone had drawn a cock and balls across the page? <laughs> it's it's like that, but imagine exactly. the cock and balls is Rick Astley. Is Rick Astley. Yeah. Uh, How much Pinocchio money do you think he's made? Out of being a joke. Uh, <laughs> no <God>. money. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he has. Really? Yeah, probably. I guess you're right. You're I don't think he, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if he gets royalties every time he gets rickrolled. <laughs> I know. That would be the greatest scam ever. Oh. What if he's behind it all? Okay, this is actually this leads us to our bonus question: How much has Rick Astley made in royalties from rickrolling, according to Wikipedia? Oh. Wow, I don't even know how to begin to. We'll go prices guess. right. We'll go prices right style. Everybody gets everybody gets one, but closest without going over. Gets uh, a smooch. Dollar ninety nine. All right, Paul no, Provenza. Uh, I I I have no clue. I have no idea. Take I'm gonna spring. go. I'm gonna go with zero because it seems like, it seems like you can't really track that. Okay, Bridget. A hundred thousand dollars. Okay, Helen. I'm I'm gonna go uh, one point two million pounds. It's probably oh, about one point right. six million dollars at current exchange rate. Interesting and good oh. good mental math. Thank you. Right up. Uh, I'm gonna go sixty eight thousand dollars. Sixty eight. Thousand dollars. He's holding a pencil. I think he did the work on this. <laughs> he did actually. Show your work, please. He's written equations uh, all over the walls. <laughs> all right. According to the register, as of 2010, Astley had only directly received twelve dollars. Oh, wow. but since 2010, though, from YouTube, he's had time to book some tours in. Probably That's true. Old That's true. And stuff. And actually, obviously, I've right done, now we're kicking off. A, I've done a some math, and it turns out 1.2 million pounds is twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, overall, Astley is not troubled by the phenomenon. He says he finds it bizarre but funny, and his only concern is that his daughter doesn't get embarrassed about it. Oh, Aww. she's already embarrassed to be his daughter. Yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry. Team UK. Last what are you question. Talking about with twelve dollars rolling in like that, she's <laughs> got it made. You could buy a lipstick from Zoel. Uh, <laughs> Team UK, last question is for you. Listen to this clip. Tell me why this man is so very happy. Oh, man. Wow. 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 Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Woo. Oh, wow. Woo! All right. What do you say? Yeah! 
Yeah. I know this one. It's a triple, he saw a triple rainbow. You know what? I'm feeling charitable. I'm going to give it to you. It's actually a double rainbow. A double oh, rainbow. Whoops. It's a double rainbow. It was, when he saw a triple rainbow, his head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Charlie bit my finger's dad examining his bank balance. <laughs> what does it mean? He asks, uh, it means over 41 million views and several national television appearances for Double Rainbow Guy, whose name is Paul Velasquez. He was actually a former MMA fighter. Uh, In an interview with the New York Daily News, Velasquez said, the video has forever changed humanity's consciousness so that from now on, when anybody sees a rainbow, they must think of my video. It's impossible not to. It's the first video of a man understanding he is in the presence of God. And um, yet, and yet, <laughs> claims that everybody now must think of his reaction yeah, yeah. whenever they see a yeah. rainbow. He's in the, he's in the presence <laughs> of God, and also is God. And also, he's is Charles Manson. He is oh, essentially man, Charles Manson. Beautiful. You know, basically, he could have just like said all of this quicker just by saying mushrooms. <laughs> uh, or or by the way, a lot of MMA kicks to the head. Aww. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Concussions and mushrooms. I could actually, Arnab, I could tell <laughs> that you had the answer because I can see you guys now on video and I you saw, saw you making two arcs. <laughs> yep, yep. And I was like, you know what? They're onto something. At the end of that round, you guys got every question in that round. Uh, U.S. has ten and a half points. The U.K. has three. Let's meet Team U.S. Wow. Paul Provenza, you've been an actor and a comedian for decades. Uh, but people might not know that once upon a time you hosted a show for Nickelodeon. That's right. Called Kids Court. That's right. Whoa. What the fuck? Yeah, I had to stop doing that because of the restraining order. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I hosted a kids show. I know it's wacky. But what it was years? A very cool show. What years? Uh, Mid eighties. Yeah. Mid eighties. Yeah. It was a uh, kind of a um, uh, uh, a cross between like the People's Court and Ethics in America. Uh huh. It was yeah. It was these issues of fairness with kids, and then uh, and then we would un- complicate the issue and put it into shades of gray, and it was to teach kids critical thinking and judgment, and and you know undermine their presumptions and things yeah. like that. Right. Uh, the actual the technical advisor on the show, believe it or not, was Alan Dershowitz. Stop your mouth. Yes. Really? It was wild. It was an incredibly cool. Weird little show to do, and then it would lead directly into you can't do that on television. Where the girl with the mustache would get that's where they, they, Nickelodeon had to make a decision: Are we going to go with this kind of program? Or are we going to go with it become the Slime Network? And yeah. they went with Where's the money, baby? Where's the money, baby? They went slime. And now we have Nick at Night and TV Land. Bridget Ryan, uh, you used to have a solo show called Grind Time yeah. about being a barista oh, yeah. at a Brooklyn coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, give us a quick story from Grind Time. Uh, well, you know, it wasn't just a coffee shop. It was um, what's called a third wave coffee shop. I which, don't know what that means. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. Um, first wave of coffee was Folgers. Second was sure. Starbucks. Yeah. And now we're in the third wave, baby. Which is just like pour over, just oh. you know, like everything everyone hates. Is yeah, when I was Charging a kid, we had pour over something that tastes like barf. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, we had pour over. It was called Melita, the Melita coffee filter. Right, you just put put it in the thing over the cup. Yeah. And yeah. Let it drip through. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You didn't know how good you had Third it. wave is wave and a half. I was yeah. looking at you with such a disparaging look. Like, no, that's not third wave. Sorry. Did you have <laughs> terrible customers? Did you have uh, like? Was it just the worst of Brooklyn hipsterdom? It was. It was. Um, but, you know, it's uh, the way to describe it is people being like, oh, my God, you hate me. Oh, my God. I'm my own worst nightmare. You know, like meta aware of how uh, bad they are. Uh-huh. You can't escape it. We're all bad. I was bad. I was reading, you know, like Lonesome Dove on, in paperback when they walked up. It was just a mess. Like the whole thing was ironic. The whole thing. I was just floating up <laughs> in a cloud of non-reality. Oh, God. <laughs> and it still exists for sure, right? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. what could be the fourth wave? Any projections? Oh, Jesus. Civets. 
<laughs> what are they? Civets. They, they they eat the coffee beans and then they pass through and it raises the price of the coffee to like hundreds of dollars a pound. I, I is a civet a robot? <laughs> although <laughs> although I am not sure what technology is up to these days. Civet is a cat, a feline. Really? Yeah, you guys don't know about the civet coffee? No. Uh, you guys know about. Yeah, civet we know coffee. about the civet coffee. Yeah. How the hell do you know about the Civic Coffee? Have you? It's Helen's new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I just eat things, then crap them out, and then the listeners drink them. Wow. (laughs) Is anybody doing Bulletproof Coffee, by the way? Ew. It's good. Is it? It's good. Oh, it's too pretentious. I can't get in in the door. It's It's not pretentious at all. It's coffee with butter in it. Pretentiousness. It's, yeah, it's coffee with a little MCT oil. Don't ask me what that is. I don't know. Uh, And and butter, grass-fed butter. Why would you do that to yourself? Blend it up in a magic bullet. butter? And Grass-fed butter. Oh, I mean, right, you do. Right. It's like a latte. Where do you buy your MCT? Uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> Wait, you guys have to understand what what grass-fed could mean here in California, the land of legal medical marijuana. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I need to clarify. Right. I'm not fucking around though. I drink it and I feel like I could pick up and throw my house. Like I I feel powerful. Okay. I feel omnipotent. I feel like it's it's like it's energy throughout the day. Huh. I will die before my fiftieth birthday, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go there. Does it affect your butt? Uh, no. No, not at all. Right. Not as much as just like regular black coffee. Yeah. No, not okay. at all. Not it at does, all. but just because it's a great place to meet people. Right. <laughs> all right, let's stop talking about my butt and let's take a break. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit maxfunstore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest Max Fun merch. MaxFunStore.com. Hey, welcome back to International Waters. And so to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super hard, and I want you to know that it has been as useless as trying to write a joke in this particular part of the script because the winner of the final round will receive one million points. Yes. How many many points does it take to get a bulletproof cup of grass-fed coffee? One million points. One million points. Perfect. This round is called In Defense. In it, you have to prove that your country is the best by sticking up for the worst aspects of it. I'm going to name something from your nation that is terrible or sucky or just downright embarrassing, and then you have to defend it. Whoever gives the most convincing argument wins the million points and the title of the greatest country in the world for the next fortnight. Team UK, because you are behind... I'm going to have you go first. Putting two minutes on the clock, and you will be defending the British electoral system. Oh, great. First past the post, a million votes can get you 50 seats or one seat in the House of Commons, depending on where they were cast. Coalitions, the Queen is involved somehow. Team UK, defend, and while you're doing so, please try to explain your wacky electoral system. Your two minutes starts now. Can you play yakety sax along with this? One of the great strengths of our electoral system is uh, no one understands it. And uh, how can you mount a revolt over that which you do not understand? And secondly, who better to manage it than a woman who is nearly 90 who was elected to her job by gods? I think that really qualifies her to uh, to be in charge of a parliamentary process. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly been very lively spectator sport the last couple of weeks, hasn't it, Arnab? Yeah, I mean, um, I I am very pro uh, the first past the post, (laughs) 
FT. Whatever we've got. Yeah, uh, that's a, a not a cumbersome uh, uh, word either to describe. So basically, uh, the first one, I, I think elections should be like races. Yep. And um, uh, They should be more like dog racing with a little mechanical rabbit and all the politicians have to chase it. And the one that gets through end first wins. Uh, I think also there should be less talk of seats that they all win because we've had space hoppers around for, what, 40 years? And and also because everyone has standing desks now. So those things could be updated, but we are traditionalists in this country. Um, I discovered that the origins of debate uh, are in uh, physical fighting. So uh, I think our electoral system could go back to that quite safely. That'd be more <laughs> enjoyable, like if it was like mud wrestling or something to settle constitutional MMA. points. And I think that could work for us because we have a lot of mud in this country as well. Election cage fighting! I mean, people would tune in to watch that, which they don't on the BBC's live feed of Parliament because that's boring. Thunderdome 2015. One candidate goes in, one candidate comes out. Or they could make it more like the Hunger Games. That would work too. You have ten seconds. Oh, jeez. What's the big uh, finish? Just uh, try not to spend it with like a deep guttural howl. Uh, which would be the appropriate reaction. Arnab has just like stabbed himself to death with a pencil already, just thinking about it. He uh, has drawn blood. I can see it. And your time is up. Your time is up. I'm, I'm half convinced. But we'll see what Team US can do. Team US, I would like for you to defend the American electoral system. Ah. The electoral college, dark money, hanging chads, superdelegates, gerrymandering. Nobody knows what those word means. Those words mean... But they are all huge problems. Team US, you have two minutes to defend the American electoral system. I'm going to time you on my new Apple Watch. Yeah, you heard me. Uh-oh. Um, all right. Oh, no, I'm not because I don't know how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll probably run out of battery all right. before All right, that. start now. I don't know why you're gesturing to me when I went to Penn State and you went to Penn. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal on our electoral system. It looks complicated, but unlike the British electoral system, which is a circus where all the parties are like clowns coming out of a little tiny car. We only allow two clowns in the car at any given moment. So we cut down all options to two crappy options rather than a multitude. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a one-stop shopping uh, uh, site where uh, the Koch brothers just sort of buy whoever they want. And uh, they've ensured no discord whatsoever by putting so many people in prison, disenfranchising them completely, and they tend to vote opposite Coke. So it seems like a pretty good system for the Coke brothers. Mm. Bridget? Well, I think that (laughs) Big Pharma plays a role, and uh, I believe you just told me that people in jail vote. Is that true? No, no, they, they, no. they're prevented from they're voting. Prevented so. from voting. Yeah. Felons cannot vote. That's why we have the most prisoners on the planet, and most of them are brown. <sighs> okay. Congratulations. Well. <laughs> <laughs> We're number one. We're number one. I think what's uh, so beautiful about our system is that an entire state trusts one person to do what they do. So. Oh, are you talking like electoral college? Yep. Okay. The Electoral College, people are chosen for the Electoral College in the same way. They basically take blood donors. Anybody that pops in to donate some blood can be be an electorate. Uh It should be, I shouldn't chime in here, but it should be like Eurovision. Uh, where it it's just like be. each each state has it like a famous be. person go yes. in and cast their vote in, in like be. a glittering. Everything should be more. Clay like Aiken could Sorry, be so I'm powerful. Time. I'm taking time from you. Uh, Ten seconds. What's the big finish? Oh. 
Um, <laughs> That's how we feel. Yeah! That's how we feel. Oh, oh. <laughs> we oh, think it's a it. nice, easy, streamlined system mm-hmm. where the Koch brothers decide whoever they want. <laughs> great, great. Your time is up. Woo. I've never seen anyone look more frightened than Bridget Ryan during that two minutes. <laughs> Ever. That's how That's how we look when we go into the voting booth. Absolutely. Every two years, that's the look on my face <laughs> when like, I turn oh, on CNN. I don't know what to do wrong. Christ. Uh, you know, I'm tallying the points mentally, and I've decided it just doesn't matter. UK, you need this. Team UK, <laughs> you are the greatest country in the yes. world for the next couple of weeks. Still got Congratulations it. on a decisive victory. I feel With good great about that. power comes great responsibility, yeah. folks. Oh, no. Don't fuck it up, what guys. For? Don't fuck it up. Penal system and up. stuff like that. The economy, not up for it. <laughs> Is that Rick Aisley's quote? <laughs> Do we know Arnab's uh, background yet? Did we figure that out? No, we didn't. You were gonna, you were gonna let it out like air in a, in a balloon. No, I thought you were gonna interrogate me a bit, and I was gonna drip it out like the wire, like in the wire, little little yeah. seeds of information. Or may- maybe you did. You, it was just, you were just so good, so undercover. We barely got it. You're Why so you... secretive. Are you? A, are you a secret cell? <laughs> Why don't you play twenty no questions comment. to find out where Onub's from? Uh, we don't have time. <laughs> uh, we got, we got all this other important stuff to yeah. do. Before we finish, do you guys have anything you want to plug? And then to offset the ego karma, maybe something else that you didn't make that you're currently enjoying and you'd like to recommend to our listeners, Helen Zaltzman. Oh well, I've uh, recently been enjoying the podcast Nocturne, which is all about the night. Uh, so mm. I'd recommend that if you're, you know, if you're trying to get to sleep and you want something immersive to listen to, or you can listen to me shouting on my own podcast. Answer me this and the Illusionist, which might send Excellent. you to sleep quicker. Great, Arnab. Um, uh, other than the radio show, I found a podcast I like called the Excitable Boy Podcast. Yeah, I'm just musician called Josh Weller. That's making me laugh. Yeah, Josh who? Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Yeah. Josh Weller. Excellent. Paul Provenza. I'm very excited about the Carson podcast. Which is, uh, uh, it's basically all things about the Johnny Carson Tonight Show. And with, with the departure of Letterman coming and, uh-huh. and, and our, our late night thing being so different, it's really fascinating to go back to those days. And every every episode is uh, somebody else either involved with the show or have who has appeared on the show uh-huh. or has a relationship with the show. And it's endlessly fascinating and really funny. And it's a great, I really love it. It makes me, it, it just excites me about being, it just, it's a bit nostalgic, but it's also really Kind of uh, educative. It's really cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, and nice. uh, and where can people find you, Paul Provenza? They can find me at the Free Clinic. I'm uh-huh. there three times a week. <laughs> Great, smart. And uh, uh, <laughs> Setlist. Setlist is playing all around LA. It's it, every couple of weeks. It's somewhere in Los Angeles uh-huh. and at at comedy festivals uh, around the world. Huh. Setlist, uh, created by evil genius Troy Conrad, is we've been working together on this show for a long time. Beautiful. And it's uh, wonderful. You guys should do it. It's going to be in Edinburgh this year. Excellent. And are you on Twitter? Uh, I am on Twitter, at Paul Provenza. At Paul Provenza. Bridget Ryan? Yes. What would you like to plug? Um, I would like to plug my friend Brian Rucker's Spotify playlist, Summer 15. It's Ooh. really great. No, I'm just kidding. No, I bet uh, that's good, though. <laughs> I wish I wish I could just get people to listen to it. It's great. Um, he has a lot of pop hits. Um, I don't know. I've been listening to the new Madonna album, and I really like it. <laughs> yeah? Um, and uh, I, I, re- I recently read a book that's called The People Who Eat Darkness. It's very good and creepy. It's like kind of, it feeds into that whole Robert Durst um, serial thing that people are suddenly allowed to say that they're into. Because... Uh-huh. So is there anything of your own that you would like to plug? Oh, You've been so generous. I don't know. Um, yes, I, uh, I am hosting a show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Sunset location on 
uh, July 13th, Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Um, it's a Midsummer Night's Shakespeare recitation competition, and it's comedians doing Shakespeare. Holy shit, that sounds fun. Yeah, you should come do it if you want. Okay, maybe I will. Okay. All right. Folks, you can find me on Twitter at Dave Holmes. And uh, the thing that I would like to plug is uh, if you are uh, an International Waters listener from Ireland, if you have uh, friends or family or Twitter followers or Facebook friends or whatever from Ireland, May 22nd is the big vote for marriage equality. Please vote yes. Please tell everyone you know to vote yes. Uh, I can tell you in the days running up to uh, Proposition 8 in 2008 here in California, we got awful cocky, and we shouldn't have. So don't make Poor the same choice of words, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent choice of words. Really? I think it's I a guess. perfect choice of words, I Paul. Guess. Who am I to judge? Yeah, anyway, vote yes. All right, Paul Provenza, Bridget Ryan, Helen Zaltzman, Arnab Chanda, thank you so much for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Playing were Paul Provenza, Bridget Ryan, Helen Zaltzman, and Arnav Chanda. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. And thanks to Renzice, Tarjem, I'm Lean now, I'm guessing there. Are those the Game real of Thrones Nick characters? <laughs> yes, they are. Dr. Worm and the John 210 for five-star reviews on iTunes. Those nice. iTunes people. Uh, so if you made it this far in the podcast, that must mean you like us. We hope you do. If you haven't already, please leave us a quick review. It helps us move up the Apple charts. It's very helpful. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles by Jennifer Marmer. The script was written by Asterios Kokonos and Sarah Morgan, and our producer is Colin Anderson. And we'll see you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.